I'm going to make it about them. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to compliment them. I am not going to make it about me. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you build a life of fulfillment and leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Gary Vee said, you just have to put in the work for a significant amount of time. And Matt Gallart said, social media is about the people, not about your business. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. Today, we have host of the Top 100 Podcast, Build Your Tribe, as well as Instagram expert, Brock Johnson on the show. Brock is going to come and share some secrets, tips, tricks, and bust some myths within growing your Instagram following. So if you're looking to grow your Instagram audience, gain more followers, and just provide high quality content for that audience, this episode is right up your alley. And don't forget to share this on your Instagram and tag me at chris.t.anderson and subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. Brock, welcome to Pencil Leadership today. Chris, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here and happy to share some knowledge with everyone watching and listening. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to dig into this because there's so much hearsay about what is Instagram, how mm-hmm. to grow, <laughs> and yeah. ways to do it. And I've made mistakes with it from from being taught wrong starting out. So um, I'd love to dig into that. But first, we'd love to hear and have you share a little bit about your journey, if you would, mm-hmm. um, to what got you being an Instagram expert. Yeah, absolutely. So football has always been my thing. Uh, my entire life, I've been raised in a football family. I Both of my uncle and my dad played professionally. My grandpa is the second winningest coach in California state history. So it's a very football-rich family, and that was what I was raised doing. Uh, that being said, my freshman year of college, I was playing college football, um, and I was away from home for the first time. I was on the opposite end of the country, uh, born and raised in California, but was going to school in Washington, D.C., And I wanted to create a way to provide for myself. I wanted to be financially independent from my parents. And as a student athlete, I knew that if I just got a regular job and worked nine to five, I I wouldn't have the time for that. I couldn't work nine to five. I had practice and lifting and workouts and meals to attend. And then I had class and school and studying and tests on top of all that. So I didn't have the free time uh, to, to have a job. So I knew that the only real way for me to make money and become financially independent would be to become an entrepreneur and create a business for myself. Um, And it's funny to think about where I started. And and some people might laugh when they hear this, but when I first started out in business, and I think that this is maybe even the first lesson that anyone can take away from listening today, and that's that your niche will change. Who you serve and how you serve those people will change. So when I first started in business, I was teaching parents how to keep their kids safe on Snapchat. Totally different than what I do now. Now I help small business owners and entrepreneurs grow their platform using Instagram. So I guess it's similar in that it's social media, but besides that, totally different world. Parents versus business owners, uh, helping keep kids safe on Snapchat. It's a totally different app. So it was very, very different, but it's grown and evolved from there. Very soon after launching my first course, uh, you know, helping those parents keep their kids safe, it grew into a way to help entrepreneurs grow on Snapchat because I quickly realized that, you know, I was teaching all these parents how to use this new social media, but all of these parents had businesses and they wanted to create passive income. 
And I grew my business very much through Snapchat, which sounds weird to say now, but I was having thousands of viewers on my Snapchat story every day. And I was making sales and growing my customer base and my email list from Snapchat. So I taught others how to do that. And then not too long after that, Snapchat started to fade away and Instagram stories was released. So I transitioned to Instagram stories. Um, and I think the, the path is a little bit more linear once I got over onto Instagram. But that's basically sure. what I'm doing today is helping other small business owners and entrepreneurs grow uh, their platform, their brand, their influence and their income using Instagram. That's awesome. And it's crazy. Yeah, I think that's such a, a key point to make like your niche will change it doesn't have to be solidified with what you start out first off um and like me i've transitioned now more into like the podcast production side of it at first then it kind of transitions into helping podcasters utilize their shows better and so yeah. that's not not what i was looking at when i first started out and uh so that's i think mean, that's a really neat point you make now that being your being so successful you did go through that transition and that change with it but so snapchat faded out Instagram mm -hmm. started stories. Was there a reason you kind of went with Instagram? Were you just there already more heavily or? Mm, so I actually wasn't there more heavily. It was funny. Okay. I was almost, if you followed me on Snapchat, it was all about business. It was helping you grow your Snapchat, helping you monetize with Snapchat. And my Instagram wasn't really reflective of that. If you followed me on Instagram, it was what you would expect from a college football player. It was pictures right. of me playing football, motivational quotes, uh, videos from games and stuff like that, you weren't necessarily getting the same education or the same value from following me okay. on Instagram, but I knew how to do it because I had practiced first using Snapchat. And then it really just became a matter of listening to the market, seeing the trends and, and forecasting of where everyone's headed. What is everyone saying? I was uh, able to swallow my own ego, so to speak, and, and be humble and realize that, hey, even though I've been teaching about and preaching about Snapchat for a year or two. Um, I need to, you know, be honest about where people are headed and, and where trends are, are going. And people were trending away from Snapchat and trending towards Instagram. And it was a platform I very much knew how to use. It was a platform I had been on for uh, probably five or six years at that point. And so I knew how to teach it. I knew how to use it. Um, and I just used a lot of the skills that I developed on Snapchat and transitioned them over to Instagram. So like people, if you're listening and you have an Instagram or you have social media and it's more personal right now, you can still transition mm -hmm. into building that expertise with that. And like you said, listen to the markets with that. I, I'm curious, were there signs that Instagram was going to start kind of taking off like it did? Like, yeah. was there a place you went for research or did, was it something kind of you just kind of saw happening? Yeah, I think it was something that I definitely saw happening. And uh, there are telltale signs that we're all kind of aware of, which one of them that's that's really big is that Instagram is owned by Facebook and there's no one bigger than Facebook. Yeah. Instagram had a track record of, of kind of uh, taking over, either buying other social medias or recreating their best feature. Mm -hmm. um, you can think of Vine. People always say yeah. like, you know, rest in peace to Vine. Yeah. Vine disappeared after Instagram introduced video. Instagram okay. introduced video to compete with Vine, bye-bye Vine. Instagram mm. introduced Instagram Live to compete with Periscope. When was oh. the last time you heard of anyone going live on Periscope? Right. Instagram introduced Instagram Reels as now a way to compete with TikTok. I'm not going to say that TikTok is going away anytime soon, but if you follow the, the trends and if you've learned anything from history, it's that Instagram and Facebook will win in the end. Huh. Uh, so I knew, I knew that. I also knew that way more people were already on Instagram. 
I knew that my audience, my intended audience of entrepreneurs and business owners was way more likely to already be on Instagram than they were on Snapchat. And I also saw at that time, there was a mass exodus from celebrities who were leaving Snapchat and saying, I'm only going to use Instagram stories. And I know that celebrities and influencers oftentimes are the ones who create the trends. So yeah. all of those things added up to me saying, you know what? I think I need to focus on Instagram rather than Snapchat. Okay. That's interesting. And I like how you mentioned Instagram started uh, implementing things that took place of other platforms and with the reels and TikTok right now. And then I even, and, and I would like to hear your opinion on this. So clubhouse just mm -hmm. is blowing up right now, yeah. but I've seen Instagram starting to do a multi-person type room yeah. like that yeah. already. Yeah. So they actually did it first. Okay. Uh, Instagram, I guess technically clubhouse came out in April and Instagram came out with Instagram rooms in July. So technically okay. Clubhouse was first, but I think everyone's kind of paying attention to Clubhouse now and it kind of blew up, you know, at the end of December and it's really mm -hmm. becoming popular here in January. So Instagram, coincidentally, I don't think it's any coincidence, <laughs> they re-released Instagram Rooms. They upgraded and improved it. And Instagram Rooms is a feature that, you know, not every user has access to yet, but basically right. what it's going to be is just like a Zoom call or just like a clubhouse room, you can go live with up to 50 people video chatting at one time wow. and basically all hang out and talk and collaborate. It's it's literally just like a, a Zoom room with up to 50 people, except for that it exists on Instagram. So I think it's kind of a, a way for Instagram to compete with both Zoom and clubhouse. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see that, that kind of yeah. unfold and, and see just this year what happens with, like you said, like with TikTok and Clubhouse. And so during all this transition, I mean, obviously Instagram has grown and implemented so much. Have you, what are some of the kind of the best changes you've seen so far with Instagram that they've made? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think while a lot of people are uh, hesitant to embrace all of these new features and all these different added benefits and uh, types of content on the platform, I actually am a fan of all of the new content that they're allowing us to create because they're giving entrepreneurs and business owners different ways to serve their audience. Mm. Whether you're best with photo or with text copy or you're best with quick video snippets uh, like stories or reels, or you're better at long form video, like an IGTV, Instagram is really providing us with a lot of different ways to engage our audience so that it doesn't become stale so that our audience stays engaged. And also Instagram recognizes that we each have different expertises and different mm -hmm. skills. Some people are really great at podcasting. Some people hate spoken audio, but they love doing like quick dancing or, or fun <laughs> engaging clips for, for reels or TikTok. Um, so it's really, you can pick whatever kind of, uh, of content that really suits you best on Instagram and you can still have success with it. Um, and I think that while there is a lot of noise and there's a lot going on on Instagram, it really still comes back to the same basic principles of serving your audience and mm -hmm. connecting with them to build a community, uh, that are ultimately going to help you be successful. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it goes back again. How can we serve? Yeah. And finding your best way to do it. And so if you guys haven't connected with Brock on Instagram, I mean, he does it all. He, he got the dances going on. He's got the, the comedy. He's got the educational all wrapped together. So uh, it's really, it's a real treat to be able to learn from him. I don't do the dances. So <laughs> I, I haven't broken through that, that comfort layer yet. But what about on the flip side? Has Instagram done anything that you've seen 
and it, it maybe it's backfired for Instagram or just hasn't worked at all and they've kind of cut it out? Yeah. So I think that, um, the biggest thing, it, it kind of goes back to Zuckerberg's, uh, mm -hmm. guiding principle, which is move fast, break things. That's one of their slogans over yeah. at Facebook and Instagram. And on one hand, you love that as a user because like they're cranking out new features and they're giving us new stickers on stories and, and Instagram rooms. And they're giving us reels and guys they are giving us all these things like here for free. Everyone, business owners use these things to your advantage. They're moving fast to keep up with the trends. But the second part of that sentence is they break things. So yeah. I'm sure if you're a, a software engineer or someone writing code for Instagram, you're a little bit frustrated because <laughs> there are a lot of bugs and a lot of glitches in Instagram's software and in their code. I get messages all day long from frustrated entrepreneurs who say things like, I don't have music on my Instagram, or I still don't have Instagram reels or huh. product. I heard you say that you can do 30 second reels. I can't even do 15 second reels yet, or people still don't have access to certain stickers on stories, or maybe they had access to a feature and then they turn on their account one day and it's gone. Gosh. And all of those things, unfortunately, are just caused by bugs and glitches in the Instagram system. So mm. it's it's not the, the sexy answer or the appealing answer. I wish I had, you know, no. yeah. cheat code to get those features back, but it's just because there are a lot of glitches and bugs and malfunctions in the software that unfortunately result in some users not getting access to some features. So if that is you, and if you do fall into that category of having a feature that you don't have, or it was taken away, um, besides making sure your app is up to date, which I'm sure you've already done, you could try switching your account to a creator account. But besides that, there's really not much else you can do. There's not really anyone. There's not like Instagram customer service who can <laughs> you know, work on your account for you. There's no technician who can come over. There's not any special cheat codes to get those features. It really just comes down to uh, patience and, and fingers crossed. Hopefully Instagram fixes some of those bugs. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I can imagine them rolling out so many new things. I mean, yeah. you're just going to have those bugs in the system. Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned right then the you could switch your account to a creator account. I know there's business creator and then personal, right? Yep. Is there, so if someone's trying to grow an audience, maybe using this as for their brand, their business, it, content creator or business, is there much difference? Does it matter? Yeah. So let's start by saying there's two different categories and, mm -hmm. and this, this should kind of simplify it for everyone. Okay. It can be confusing. There's two categories. There's personal and there's professional. Okay. Personal is just when you sign up, you, most people start out with a personal account. And if you have a personal account, it can be set to private, which means that the only oh, people yeah. who see your content, of course, are the people you allow them to. If you're a business owner, you absolutely cannot be private. Right. I, I say that's like being a street performer on a cul-de-sac. Like <laughs> you're not going to get any traffic. Yeah. I can't believe when I say I go to people's businesses page and they're private. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing hashtags aren't going to work for you if you're yeah. private. Nothing works if you're private because no one can find you. Yep. That's the first thing. Uh, public or private, of course, you want to be public. But then you should switch from just a normal Instagram account uh, to a professional account. That's the second category. Uh -huh. And once you switch to professional, you're given two options: business or creator. Okay. For a while, I recommended switching to business because business accounts got additional insights, basically statistics and demographics on their audience that other accounts didn't. Okay, That has changed in the last few months. Now creator accounts get the exact same insights, the exact same benefits. 
Um, some people have reported that they might not be able to run ads from creator account, but okay. I mean, that seems to be more of a glitch in the system. You should be able to run ads from a creator account. So basically there's nothing really different between business and creator. So then Chris, of course, the question becomes, why do I say that you should be a creator? And that's because just what we've seen, again, this is not official, but what we've seen through our case studies and through the research that we've done is that when you switch to a creator, you might have access to some of those features a little bit sooner. You okay. might get music back on your Instagram reels. You might get access to 30 second reels. You get you might get uh, different font options on your Instagram stories. And I think that's just from uh, Instagram really understanding what I said earlier. And that was that influencers and creators are the ones who drive the platform. Influ okay. Influencers and creators are the ones who create the trends and, and dictate where people go and what people do. So they, Instagram really wants to, to help those people out before anyone else. So I would recommend switching to a creator account. Okay. No, those are good. That's good insights. And it makes sense with like their initiative and having creation and pushing those trends. So no, that's, um, yeah, it just blows. It's the going back to the private. It still blows my mind when you see someone who's private trying to grow up. I'm like, no one's going to yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I know. Um, so now diving into this and what we'll, I'm excited to get into kind of the, the secrets, the in, Instagram growth, quote unquote hacks yeah. uh, or things that we can do to grow our following there. But first, before we jump into those, where do you see people going wrong when it comes to trying to grow their audience? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest place people are going wrong is something I hinted at earlier, and that's not defining their niche. Okay. Step one to growing on Instagram is clearly defining two things. Two things, Chris. Mm -hmm. Number one, who do you help or serve or post your content for? Yep. The more specific you can be, the better. If it's men and women, it's way too broad. If it's men, it's still probably too broad. If it's just women, it's still probably too broad. We need to get specific. Do you help moms over 40? Do you help men in their 20s? Do you help single dads? Do you help grandmas? Who is that specific group? Do you help small business owners? Do you help women in network marketing? Like who is that specific group of people, number one? And then the second piece is how specifically do you help them? Mm. I am tired of finding Instagram accounts that say, I help men and women get fit. <laughs> that means nothing to no one. That's you're literally saying, I help all 7 billion people on the planet get what all 7 billion people on the planet want <laughs> right. to stay healthy and get fit. Be specific. I help okay. men over the age of 35 feel like they're in their 20s again through okay. daily workout routines and meal planning get specific with who you can help and how you can help them. And when you do that, it not only provides clarity for your audience, it provides clarity for you because now you know the kinds of things that you can be posting about every single day. It's way True. easier to come up with posts if you know every one of my posts needs to be helping a 35-year-old man lose weight, feel like he's in his 20s, get his energy back and stick to a diet or, or a meal plan. Way easier than yep. thinking, Oh my gosh, I need to have a post that's going to help everyone on the planet get fit <laughs> and it's going to appeal to all 7 billion people. That's challenging. Make it easier on yourself by picking a niche. And of course, like I said yeah. earlier, it can evolve and it will evolve and change over time. For sure. No, I think that's a good point. Now with that mm -hmm. weakness, so not being, not targeting a niche mm -hmm. close enough or direct enough, 
should if you do have it narrowed down to, and this probably gets we'll come back to the bad ways of doing mm-hmm. it but should that be in your bio the specific Absolutely. target yes okay. that should be the first line of your bio studies have shown that the average instagram user decides in less than seven seconds if they're going to follow us back or not that means within like one inhale exhale of looking at your profile they know if they're going to follow you or not. Okay. So you need to like make the best first, first impression possible and win that potential follower over. And you do that by being very clear in the first line of your bio with mm. what I just basically described is your yep. niche statement. Okay. I help group of people with the problem you help them with. Perfect. Perfect. Have you seen some other negative ways about going and growing? Yeah. I think uh, another really big one is just failing to be consistent. Of course, Mm. that's the bread and butter with all social medias. And I think that's the bread and butter with uh, everything in the history of the universe. Always. Like if you want to become an expert, you want to become known for something you want to grow and expand. I'm not aware of the profession, Chris, you might know better than me, but I'm not aware of the profession that you can mail it in, do something a couple times a week here and there when you feel like it and you're going to be successful. Right. Yeah. Is no different. It takes that consistency. And so, you know, that's, that's another huge thing that people are missing out on is they post a couple times a week. They have two weeks where they're super on it and they're dedicated and they're consistent. And then they fall off for a month and then life gets in the way and things get challenging and things get busy. So you forget about Instagram and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to use my stories. People, people, they'll still be there. Right. Wrong. Every single day, people are unfollowing. Instagram is deleting fake accounts. People are losing followers. If you're listening to this and you're not posting today, you are losing followers. I can tell you, I myself will lose 50 followers today. Mm. Your job is to make sure that you are adding more followers every single day than you're losing if you want to actually grow on Instagram. And the only way to do that is by staying consistent and posting regularly. So like, like I just said, I know that on average, I lose 50 followers a day. So I know that I'm already 50 followers in the hole. When I wake up, (laughs) I need to gain 51 followers during the day or else I'm going to be in the red for that day. For sure. Now, is there a certain number of times to post per day per week? I know, I mean, Gary V says like post like 30 pieces of content a day, every day. Like, is there kind of a sweet spot with that or does it matter? Just Yeah. I think, I think, first of all, I would say, uh, be careful for anyone trying to compare themselves to Gary Vee. Remember, <laughs> yeah. he has a media team with about 100 people working underneath him uh, so that most of the time it's not even actually him doing yep. the thing. And really, anytime you see an influencer or a celebrity posting, know that there's probably at least a team of a couple people behind the scenes, you know, for taking sure. care of that for them. Uh, so don't compare one man show to a full team. But what I will say is, and this has changed recently, okay. you need to be posting minimum, bare minimum, once per day to your feed, if not two to three times per day to your feed to grow on Instagram. Now, if you want very slow growth, maybe, you know, a couple new followers uh, uh, added every single day, you could get away with posting once a day, maybe as little, as little as five posts a week, take the weekends off. But if you really want optimal growth, you need to be posting two, three, even four, up to five times a day. Wow. And I have plenty of research that I can show you that backs this up, that basically if you're posting that many times, you have way more opportunities to reach new people and grow your account. Okay. That's really eye-opening for for me Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people, I'm sure. So, So, okay, being consistent, posting every day, multiple times a day is one way. 
now we're going to really get into the, the good stuff. I think for people is how to, how to really grow your Instagram following that you need besides the consistent posting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and this is the biggest thing that uh, another huge mistake that I see people making is their posts are all about them. Mm. And when I'm following someone on Instagram, if they're my friend or my family member, I care about them as an individual. Mm -hmm. If there's someone who isn't a family member or a friend, which I would hope most of us want more than just our family and friends to follow us on social media. <laughs> yeah. The people who are following you and interacting with your posts, you have to serve them. Mm -hmm. You have to educate them, entertain them. You have to captivate them. You have to inspire them or teach them something with every single post. So I can post a picture of my fiance and I, it's going to look cute. It might get some likes because people are like, oh, cute, young couple. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that does nothing for me as an entrepreneur. And that does nothing for me to grow my business or to mm. grow my following. When I'm making a post that's super educational, teaching about some new Instagram strategy or hack or some quick tip, it might not get a ton of likes, but what it does get, and this is a huge point, something that we should all look for, okay. is it gets a ton of shares. Really, Chris, that is how you grow on Instagram is getting okay. your content shared. So every single time you're making a post, ask yourself, is this shareable? Is it share worthy? And you know the answer to that question. Yeah. What kind of stuff would you share? Like, what are you sending in your group chats? What are you sending to your friends? What are you tagging your wife in? Those kinds of things. Those are shareable content. And that's what we should be aiming to create ourselves. And another great like litmus test for this to, to determine if it is shareable content is, does this post matter to someone who doesn't know me? Mm. Does this post matter to someone who doesn't know me? Because if it's a picture of my fiance and I, if people know me and they know her and they've been following me, that matters. But if you don't know me, who cares? It's just another couple who got engaged. <laughs> right. But if you don't know me and I'm posting about some Instagram strategy, it doesn't matter if you know me or not because I'm sharing educational, valuable content. So that is really okay. how you grow on Instagram is prioritizing the shareable content uh, that can that can get shared and can really educate your audience. Okay. That's, and that's huge. And so should we be focusing more on a certain type of content right now that's um, going to get shared more, get seen more? I, I, I've heard reels is kind of still hot in the algorithm. Is that yeah. true or? Absolutely. So okay. with a lot of students I work with, they get more views on their reels than even the number of followers they have. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, okay. I, I worked with a woman this morning who she had 300 followers. Every time she posts a reel, she gets 3000 views. And I said, I said, listen, you need to be realizing that every time you post a reel, 10 more people are seeing it than even the number of followers you have. Wow. So yeah. that means reels. And, and that's, that's across the board. I see that with almost every single account I work with. Okay. That doesn't mean that every single reel is going to get that many views. That doesn't mean that every single reel is going to quote, go viral. Yeah. But you should be using reels. I think that it's a huge piece of your strategy right now. And if you spend time doing nothing else on Instagram, create reels. Okay. But besides that, and I also want to make a quick sidebar and say, it doesn't just have to be dancing. <laughs> a lot, but I haven't danced on my reels in probably right. about two or three months Yeah, because I knew that that wasn't the kind of client or customer that I wanted to attract. I didn't want to attract someone who was just following me for dancing. Right. So, but with that being said, besides reels, if you don't feel comfortable on video yet, if that's not something that you have time to dedicate to yet, carousel posts, which are mm. those slideshow posts, if people are familiar with those, 
Uh, carousel posts are another really effective. They're probably number two on the uh, on the list of, of most valuable, wow. okay. highest reaching, most shareable posts right now. And the reason for that is just you can pack so much value and so much education into a carousel because it's a slideshow. You can put up to 10 images when if you just use a standalone image, it's only one image. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and I think carousels, uh, from my perspective, sometimes are forgotten, I think, but they're still mm-hmm. so, so critical because like you said, you can pack so much into it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so focusing on the reels and the carousels to boost engagement. Now, is there anything you need to do specially with those? And, and it's going to probably come to like, do hashtags really matter? Should you tag other people in those posts or is that a no, no, mm-hmm. like things like that? Yeah, so I don't. I am not a fan of tagging other people in the post, tagging a bunch of other people who are in your niche, or tagging other influencers in your market. I think that's a very quick way to get yourself blocked by those people. I know that if I see someone who is consistently, massively tagging me and a bunch of other people in their post just to get my attention, I'll block them because I'm like, I don't, gotcha. I don't want you filling up my notifications. I don't <laughs> want your posts showing up on photos that are tagged of me. So I'll block you. So I wouldn't recommend that strategy, but hashtags are definitely uh, still a way that you can grow on Instagram. They're not as effective. I will say this. They're not as effective as they were in 2015, 2016, 2017, but they absolutely can still give you a huge increase in reach and a huge amount of new people discovering your account, discovering your post, following you and engaging uh, with the post you made. But you have to know how to use them right. Um, And one thing that I think is cool that has changed recently in the last uh, mm-hmm. few months about hashtags is that Instagram has really leveled the playing field when it comes to hashtags. So I'll give you the very quick rundown of this. Basically in the past to become a top post within hashtags, you had to get more engagement than anyone else who was using that hashtag. Wow. So if you are using hashtag fitness, which of course is huge, <laughs> yeah, it's nearly impossible to become a top post because so many other accounts were using that and they were getting more likes or more engagement views. So basically it was tough for the little guy to win. Mm-hmm. If you were an influencer or a celebrity already, it was tough for you to grow using hashtags. But now Instagram doesn't compare your posts to someone else's. Instagram compares your posts to your own previous posts. Okay. So your post gets far more likes and engagements than your past few posts. Instagram says, oh, wow, this is a really good post by Chris. People, his followers like this post. If you used hashtags on said post, then you have a much higher chance of becoming a top post within those hashtags. Interesting. Okay. So how do you go about like utilizing or using the right hashtags that are going to get you more visibility? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you the, again, the quick, I could, we could go on for, (laughs) but uh, here's what I recommend. 28 hashtags. And the reason for that is that Instagram allows us to use 30. Mm -hmm. But if you use 30, you're basically flying on Instagram's radar. Your uh, followers can now not comment hashtags if they wanted to comment a hashtag. Uh, And sometimes, you know, we might put a hashtag in our caption just to be funny, you know, whatever. We're just adding it in our copy and we forget about it. And then now we're at 31 hashtags and we're violating Instagram's policies. So 28 hashtags, a good number to stick with. I recommend putting them in the first comment immediately after posting rather than the caption. And this is not from my own uh, opinion. This is not from some YouTube expert who I watched. This is from John Yushai, who is Instagram TV, IGTV. He's their head of marketing. So he works 
for Instagram. And he's told me directly, Brock, it doesn't make a difference. If you put it in the caption or in the comments, it still counts. So then of course, Chris, the question is like, why yeah. am I saying put it in the comments? And it's just for basically aesthetic purposes. Okay. Sometimes you're going to write a really great caption. You're going to, you know, add some value. You're going to give some tips in your caption. You're going to write a cool story. We don't want to see a big old chunk of 30 hashtags at the bottom. Right. That takes away and that makes your, your posts seem a lot longer and it seems a little spammy even. So okay. I just say, put your hashtags in the first comment. And then finally, what I will say is that your hashtags need to be niched and specific to your account and the type of post you're making. They okay. need to specifically apply, not just to what you do, the industry and what your post, what your account is generally about, but they also need to very specifically apply to that photo and that content that you're posting about right now. Gotcha. Okay. So not just kind of copy and pasting the same hashtags over and over. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and I've heard this and I wonder if it's true is you're supposed to post those hashtags in the first comment within like two seconds of the post going out for it to be effective. Is that actually true? The sooner you put them on there? I would say the sooner, the better. Okay. The sooner, the better. And that's because Instagram shows hash shows posts within hashtags in chronological order. Okay. So there's two categories within hashtags. There's the top posts, mm -hmm. which I spoke about a minute ago. Mm -hmm. And then there's the recent posts and recent yep. posts are of course in recent order. They're in chronological order. So if you wait 15 minutes to add your hashtags, then that's 15 minutes where anyone else could have posted, could have used those hashtags and you're going to show up below all of those people. Gotcha. So the sooner you add your hashtags, the more likely you are to appear first in that recent category. Okay. That makes sense then. Um, no, that's good. It clears up a lot with the hashtag, like, you know, what is it or how to use it thing. So, and with that, a newer feature I heard about, I've heard you talk about actually, uh, I believe is the alt text area mm -hmm. uh, for the keyword search that they've opened up. Mm -hmm. um, how does that, do you just copy your, your copy from the caption and put in alt text? Are you supposed to do it a little bit differently mm -hmm. to help the mm -hmm. post? Like, yeah. So, so let me, let me tell you exactly what I recommend for alt text. So alt Perfect. text is actually something that's been around for a while. It's for okay. uh, visually impaired people mm -hmm. who are using Instagram as a way to describe verbally uh, the posts from them. And I've worked with uh, quite a few people who are visually impaired and they've described to me basically how this feature works and why it should be used. So when you're using alt text, basically right before you post on Instagram, there's a little tiny button that says advanced settings. Mm -hmm. If you tap on that, that's where you can do things like turn off commenting. If you don't want anyone to comment, things like that, but you'll also see a button that says write alt text, tap on that. And that's where you can write the alt text. And rather than just putting in some random keywords, mm -hmm. rather than pasting in your list of hashtags or just copying and pasting your caption, what you should do is type out a description of the post. Okay. Type out a description of what you're seeing in the post. And a really quick way that I like to do this is I will use uh, the voice to text feature on my iPhone. Okay. I'll tap on that little button and I'll speak and describe whatever this content is, whatever it's about. And the reason that is important is that Instagram is really trying to improve their searchability of their platform. So that even if you don't use hashtag rock climbing on the next picture of you rock climbing Instagram, their artificial intelligence and through alt text, they can still determine, Hey, this is a picture of someone rock climbing. 
so that if someone's interested in rock climbing and they search the term rock climbing, they can find it. Even if you didn't use a hashtag, even if that's not in your caption or anything else, Gotcha. writing alt text basically just allows uh, the Instagram artificial intelligence to be able to, to determine what is in your content much easier and much faster, uh, which should help you if people are searching for that kind of content. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That makes, and that makes sense. And the voice to text is a good tip too, to make it just quicker. And so you would be literally like, Hey, this is a rock climber climbing a mountain yeah. with a quote, inspirational quote that says this or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. And then it really benefits you as a business owner because it's easier for, for Instagram and for people on Instagram to find your posts. And it makes your posts way more accessible to an entire community of people who are using Instagram, who might be visually impaired. Definitely. No, I think that's a really neat feature that's underutilized for sure. Mm -hmm. Just because no one knows really about it. Yeah. Um, awesome. So shares, getting the reels, carousels, hashtags, alt text. Is there any other features or tips that people can use to help them kind of expand their following on Instagram that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I think that engaging with other people mm -hmm. is also a huge way to grow. At the end of the day, Instagram is a social media and Instagram's algorithm is what's known as a social algorithm, which is different than TikTok's algorithm, but we're not even going to go down <laughs> Uh, but Instagram is a social place. And in early 2019, Instagram told us for pretty much the only time they've ever told us, they told us about their algorithm and how it works. They didn't give us the, the full mathematical equation. They didn't let us peek at the coding. But what they did tell us is that Instagram works based off relationships. Instagram really prioritizes showing your content to people who it thinks you have a relationship with. But Chris, how can Instagram and social media determine who you have a relationship with. Well, they, they don't go to ancestry.com <laughs> up like your, your text message records and see like who has the same last name as you and, and right. who to you. what they do to determine relationships is they look at who are you interacting with and in turn, who's interacting with you. If I am all day long, direct messaging my fiance, sending her uh, little pictures on Instagram, tagging her and stuff, commenting on her post. She's commenting on mine. I like every one of her posts. She likes every one of mine. Instagram's like, wow, that's a really strong connection. So whenever she posts, we're going to make sure you see her post and vice versa. Okay. Well, guess what? You can do that exact same thing with members of your audience and members who you want to be a part of your audience. So what I would recommend is be very thoughtful and spend of large majority, probably two thirds of your time that you spend on Instagram mm -hmm. be spent engaging with your target market, okay. finding them in hashtags, finding them because they already follow big accounts in your niche, connecting with them, commenting back and forth with them, not just liking their picture, not just saying, Hey, follow me, check out my stuff, but yeah. adding value, having conversations and starting real relationships with people on Instagram that will build a community of raving fans and that will create a really engaged audience. Awesome. And, and so do you, do you recommend with that engagement also doing like direct messaging? Like, Hey, I saw that post. I like that. Or just more comment in the posts. You can, you can do some direct messaging. Okay. I would just say, make sure that when you are direct messaging people, it still stays in that framework of I'm going to make it about them. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to compliment them. I am not going to make it about me, sell myself, sell my product. Hey, I saw you post about fitness. Would you like to try this product? We're not trying to connect in that way. We're just trying to build real genuine relationships. Gotcha. Perfect. No, that's, I think these are really good takeaways that people can implement 
immediately to start seeing growth. And that's, I think people, people want that. They want to build that community, but there's just so much noise out there of like how to do it, how to, how to grow it. And, uh, and so kind of, kind of getting off with growing that audience. And so thank you for, for this information, this clarity, uh, bringing your expertise to it. Um, before we kind of wrap things up though, I, I asked this question of my guests it has to do with the fifth trade of pencil leadership being that we are all created with a purpose, a unique purpose and potential to leave a positive mark in the world. So Brock, for you, when everything is said and done for you on earth, what do you hope your mark is? Yeah, this is a big one. So I think first and foremost, I want to be remembered as someone who helped people. Uh, if anyone's familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram type two, which is okay. the helper. Like it is, it is my thing to, to help people. And, and that's definitely like my fault and my curse as well. Sometimes <laughs> I want to help too many people and it's, it's my own detriment. Uh, but the mark I want to leave on the world is that uh, I've helped however many people, as many people as I can to recognize that they can live the life that they want. They can prioritize the things that they find valuable, whether that's family or financial freedom or independence or, or, or travel, whatever it may be. Um, and they don't have to slave away and, and work five days a week to, uh, you know, enjoy two days a week that it is possible to live this entrepreneurial life and, and grow a brand and a following and an influence online. Um, and you can do it while still keeping your priorities in check and, and honoring things that, uh, you know, are valuable in your life. Awesome. I love that. And, uh, it, it definitely shows you're definitely doing that. And so I'm a, excited to continue to see you do that. It's a big, big mission. So, um, obviously people can find you on Instagram. Um, but is there anywhere else or anywhere specifically or things you're working on that you'd love people to know about? Yeah, I think Instagram is the best place to get connected. Um, every single post I make in my feed, I'm trying to add value and I'm trying to teach you about Instagram growth. Yeah. I don't just post about going snowboarding and my dogs and, and what I had for breakfast this morning. I'm literally with every single post on Instagram trying to teach you about Instagram. So yeah. following me there or subscribing to our podcast, Build Your Tribe, are great places to start learning about Instagram and business. So if anyone's listening um, and maybe they're trying to grow, but it has nothing to do with Instagram and you hate Instagram and you never want to use Instagram <laughs> in your life, Build Your Tribe, our podcast, is a great place yeah. to, to learn additional resources about growing an email list and uh, creating passive income and different revenue streams. And uh, we cover all different sorts of business and entrepreneur related topics over on our podcast. Awesome. Yeah, guys. And and I can personally vouch for that. It's a very good podcast. And, and Brock on his Instagram, he puts out educational material constantly. And even going back to the dancing was like, even within those, they were value added to it. Um, and, and so, yeah, definitely get connected, check it out and start learning how to kind of live and grow more with your life and business. So again, Brock, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership today. Chris, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.